Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we're going to be going over some brief news, talking about Hitch's event, as well as some big announcements that came out for the CDL today in regards to the schedule and the year ahead for us in 2023. And we're also going to do a pretty lengthy second segment that's going to take up most of the podcast today, where we talk about our way too early predictions. We're about a month and a half out from the season starting in qualifiers, and we're going to give our regular season standings. Uh, what teams we think are going to win majors, rookie of the year, most improved player, MVP, and finally, who we're picking to win champs. So a bunch of predictions, even before we've seen teams even scrim, uh, we're going to reserve the right to potentially change them if some teams look like trash. But we're going to dive into all that today. But before we get into that, Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, another Wednesday, unfortunately. Not quite yet Mondays, but today... Cold out in Wisconsin, you know, pretty shitty day, not going to lie. Let's, just, let's get right into it. <laughs> All right. So before we get into it, though, thank you guys so much for the support. The last podcast was the most successful one we've had with Brock on. And, you know, we say it every week, but it's a slow time of year. There's not much going on in COD. Uh, not a ton of interest in terms of uh, the new game isn't out. And CDL-wise, we haven't seen a match since August. So not a ton of interest going on in the CDL world, but we had a lot of support. I had upwards of 10 new subs in the last video, a bunch of likes, a bunch of comments, a lot of support being shown. So we appreciate the support and let's dive into the news. Um, first thing I want to talk about Hitch's tournament, a little throwback with Big T playing. He dropped like a one point in on the event and Skump, Big T, Arcides and Pristini took down the win in the tournament against Ace and Crim squad in the finals. Uh, and they raised over $70,000 for Movember, which is a men's mental health and suicide foundation. So raised a bunch of money for a great cause and it was fun to watch some BO2 again. Oh, it, it definitely was. Seeing seeing Big T get that one before Ace. <laughs> oh, that's, that was so fun to watch. The the little I watched actually. I cut a little bit at the end of the the grand finals and all I gotta say is Pristini and Scup are twisted out of their mind. <laughs> Yeah, it, Big T was playing surprisingly well. Now, when you see those older players that haven't played professionally in so long playing these tournaments, like they have flashes where it's like you could tell that they were pro at one point, but usually they're really not the best. And for him to drop above a one, mm-hmm. pretty insane. And BO2 still to this day, however many years, 10, 12 years later, still remains incredibly fun to watch. Yeah, Big T was just doing his job, holding the spawns, getting, you know, <laughs> holding the, anchoring the spawns and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Letting Scump and Pristini just go to work. Yep. Aix had some flashback maps. Krim looked pretty good. And I mean, I think they said that they're going to be doing this every year in Texas, basically on BO2 every year with like Smash Tournament on the side, and they're going to add new stuff every year. It's something that maybe if they announce a little earlier next time, I will be on the way and I'm going to have to attend one of those. I think it'd be super fun to go for the weekend and just meet a bunch of people for a really good cause. Obviously, like we mm-hmm. said, men's mental health and suicide awareness, a big cause, something that I care about. So I think it'd be fun to go donate some money, go hang out. Because um, I mean, when you're watching BO2, it's always going to be a good time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely got to check okay. that out maybe next year. Yeah. All right. Sensor. Brock, this one's close to you. You're a big Sensor fan. I know. He claimed that Activision banned him from $100,000 CDLR Fortunes Keep Turning. Now, this is Warzone stuff, and you guys know uh, Brock's kind of in the same boat. I'm not a big Warzone fan. I don't really watch anything that has to do with Warzone, even if it has to do with the CDL. Um, but there was a 100K Fortunes Keep Tournament. And Sensor claims that he was not able to participate because of him harassing Nadia, who is a COD partner. And I mean, I guess like I don't really want to get into the details of like whether or not he was harassing her and like should he have been banned. But I think it's kind of ironic that a company that's being sued by a lot of people for harassment within their organization is banning somebody else for harassing claims. Potentially, yeah. 
<laughs> like, I gotta... we got we got Activision and all kinds of lawsuits for sexual harassment and like workplace harassment. And yeah, <laughs> now they're keeping somebody out because of what they saw as harassing. Yeah, all I gotta say to that is uh, they don't want Doug to go to go because he definitely is gonna win that tournament. Yeah, that's what we gotta say. I think we just, we just gotta say Doug would have won if he would have played. Yep, fair and, and square. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. So they banned him. Yeah, yeah, and then we got Hex. Now officially serving as a CEO of Optic. Honestly, when I saw this news, I didn't really know that he wasn't currently serving Same. as the CEO of Optic. But when I thought about it, it makes sense because in the merger with Envy, uh, Envy was like the partner basically like buying them. So it would make sense that Envy would have more share and therefore the person because Hastro stepped down like a year, like maybe a little bit more back. And he became like, I remember it was like a big news. He became like the chief gaming officer of Envy mm-hmm. and relinquished the CEO title like a few years back or however long ago it was. So like, it makes sense that it wasn't Hastro either, but it does make sense when you think about it, how Envy was like the majority owner in the merger. And that would mean that their CEO would obviously be the CEO of both. So it makes sense when you actually think about it, but I just really hadn't thought about it. And honestly, it's good to see the brand is finally like officially back and Hector's controlling hand with optic where it should be. So that's pretty cool to see. And I wonder if maybe this gives him freedom to do more than he was doing. Although I doubt it because Envy was really giving him the freedom with Hastro and everything. I honestly thought he was already CEO. Yeah. But th- th- I think that guy just was like, oh, I got the CEO position, you know, wait a year or two and then give it to him, stuff like that. Yeah, let the, the transition go through. And I'm sure he still has yeah. a major role unless I don't even really know much about the former CEO. He could be retiring for all I know. And like just riding off into the sunset, I have no idea. He could have taken another role within the organization. But I think it's pretty cool. He stepped down and let Hex mm-hmm. become the CEO again. Because obviously this is Hex's baby in Optic yep. and... I'm excited to see where he takes it because it seems like they're running things a lot smoother over there again now that they have everything back in their control. Yeah. I think that guy was just like an advice, some advisory role within the organization. Yeah, that makes sense. Just be on like a board of directors or some kind of board within the organization yeah. and helping Hex and Hastro make decisions and stuff. Yeah. And probably a lot less stress for that dude. So kind of a W for him too, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> um, then we got the rocker announcing this is something that i'm excited for i mean you and i might have to check this out potentially um the rocker mm-hmm. announced they're hosting two events on land for their qualifier matches one happening april 1st which is they're both saturdays april 1st against florida and lag and then may 6th against london royal ravens and the boston breach uh, they haven't announced locations in their um their little like update roster video they had in the off season with attached and like announcing the roster they did mention doing like a home series type event and they said it could be traveling around um and going to like different states in the midwest like could be going to like iowa wisconsin illinois like in that area that some of them have teams so i mean if they come to wisconsin we're 100 percent going no matter where it is yeah definitely um, <laughs> even if it's in minnesota it's just like on a saturday i think they're going to do multiple matches so like we might take a little drive over to Minnesota to watch some matches for the day or something. I definitely think mm-hmm. we might be checking that out. That would be pretty cool to go to. And also, I think it's a good idea. And uh, obviously, like we're never going to get to a point, especially with expansion, probably at some point on the horizon where every team can host a major because then we'd be having 12 plus majors a year, depending on how many teams there are, which would just start to be absurd. So I think this is a cool and fun, innovative way Minnesota can still engage with their home fans every year by having some kind of land match without having to host a full-on major and all that entails yeah. that. Definitely. Definitely. The Rocker knows how to do it, right? That's for sure. 
I'm super excited. I think I hope more teams start to do that, and yeah, I think same. that can help like grow local fan bases more mm-hmm. too. Yeah, just definitely. like host a couple land matches. Obviously, the logistics like you got to get the teams, the teams that they're playing also have to agree to come out. But I feel like those teams, like let's be honest, like as long as the players don't have too much of a hassle in traveling, like they probably want to play in front of a crowd as much as they can do. Because I mean, if I was a player, I think that'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, then just playing online at the facilities, and we know how much they love land. Oh yeah in comparison to online. So I'm excited yeah. for those. Hope to go to some of those. And then other major news, uh, probably the biggest news that we saw from this week, schedule for major one uh, and week one qualifiers released, as well as the schedule for the season, just to go over those qualifier matches first, before we kind of dive into the season. Um, we kick off the season December 2nd with online qualifiers with breach phase and then optic Minnesota and then Vegas thieves and gorillas surge a nice day of friday matches then we got um the battle of the north rocker ultra on saturday subliners ravens surge breach mutineers vegas to end saturday and then on sunday we've got gorillas ravens uh optic florida thieves phase uh in a pretty good match there and then ultra versus the subliners so obviously some pretty good matches excited to see all those teams in action and kind of get a feel for where some teams might be at uh, it looks like they're going um, four matches a day. So they're going to load us up with matches in that first week of qualifiers. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, or matches better. Yeah. And they're loading us up with matches in that first weekend. So I'm excited to watch those. And then uh, the first community update is airing tomorrow um, where they're detailing the first major, uh, like the details of it and the format and stuff and the format for the season, challenger stuff, a bunch of other stuff. And then the season schedule was released we have the location of every major except champs for whatever reason i complain about it every year but some of us got to plan trips you know it's in freaking la every year we got to plan trips and we want the dates released as early as possible so we can plan (laughs) Mm -hmm. our trip around it and it seems like they wait like when with champs was in august they wait till like the middle of june and it's like already getting pretty late for a lot of us to plan trips that aren't local to the area where champs is but Major one, December 15th in Raleigh. That's the one with uh, the the AM teams in it. Major two is in February uh, in Boston. Then we got March 9th through the 12th in Optic, Texas major, probably in Dallas, I'm assuming. Then the fourth major, mm-hmm. uh, March or April 13th through the 16th in New York again. And then we're going back to Toronto, May 25th to the 28th for the final major. And then championship weekend hasn't been announced, but most likely sometime in mid to late June. So rally North Carolina for a neutral site, then Boston, Texas, New York, and Toronto are the majors. What do you think? Um, That's pretty. I like to see Vegas get a major, honestly. It's pretty big. Yeah. Over like I think Toronto. It's probably, I mean, that's probably because they don't, uh, they don't ever do anything for the CDL. So they probably didn't even ask for one. <laughs> yeah, that is also true for how it works. But yeah, those locations look pretty good to me. Honestly, the, the thing I'm, I think I'm most shocked team. about is the, the locations for. I mean, like Boston's a new one, but they did hold a challengers event. Obviously, Rally is new. They, um, don't have a team, so that's a new location for an event. But I think it's odd that they're repeating three locations from last year. Yeah, yeah, that, that is kind of weird, but maybe it's just it's easy easy for them schedule since they already done it. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, these are locations that, like, obviously, Optic 
could probably get a major every year because they're the biggest team. And like, I know the New York event, everybody talked about how it was like the best event of the year and it was such a great event. So that makes sense. And even Toronto, they said it was a really good event, but I thought that they would like mix it up because there are certain teams like I don't believe we've had a Florida major ever. Um, I don't think so. Try to think of other teams. I obviously we haven't had a, a Paris uh, or Vegas yet. We didn't even have there was a London uh, major. We had it? an Atlanta one, yeah, but London, there was a London one right before COVID hit in MW. Oh, uh, Wait, this, this should be an Atlanta one. Atlanta also had one right before COVID in MW, but haven't had one since. So, oh, okay. And I'm surprised they don't with Phase. You would think that they'd want to host an event, and it being Phase, you would think that they get one. Maybe Championship Weekend will be in Atlanta or something. Possibly. That could be a, a big enough city, and it'll be warm there at the time. I don't know. Like, yeah, I just think it's odd that three of them had the same, and you know, we'll. Maybe talk about it in a different podcast, but you and I were talking to a couple of our friends today. We're planning to hit a major this year. Um, Hopefully. Potentially looking, circling the optic one in Texas in March. We get away from Wisconsin and do a little warmer climate uh, <laughs> down in Dallas and head to the optic major for a week or something. Um, Hopefully, Maybe the, Boston, the maybe champs we wait for if they tell us a location, but we're planning to go to a major this year if everything works out. And, yep. Um, I'm interested in probably that Dallas one. I think Boston, I mean, they would all be cool to go to. If we could go to all five, I'd love to go to all five. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're planning to get to one. And then we also had the format. Ben Jane Asim tweeted what the format looks like for major one. I like it, honestly. It's like a group stage in a way into a bracket. So like the group stage, there are four teams per group. Uh, and I believe it's 16 teams total. I think it's going to be obviously all 12 CDL teams and four AM teams. And then there's four teams. They uh, split into twos, obviously. They each play a match. And then the two winners move on to a qualifier round where the winner of that um, qualifies for the bracket. And then whoever is the two losers in the first round go down to like an elimination bracket. And then um, they play the loser of that like top qualifier round. It's kind of confusing, but there's basically four teams go into a group. The winners move on to a winner's bracket and then they play each other for a spot in groups and there's just a loser's bracket for the other six teams uh, or for the other seven teams that don't run through uh, into the winner's side of things and go onto the bracket. So four groups of four, two teams from each one, and then the eight teams that make it out of groups of the 16 move on to a double elimination bracket. So honestly, it's a better format than we have for regular majors where we have eight winners teams and four teams that start in losers. It's better than that for sure. Yeah. I like it. So see, see how it goes. And it's potentially a look ahead into the future of what majors could look like if we finally get four teams of expansion. Yeah, possibly. And Hope that expansion's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, and I would obviously prefer this group stage format. And I mean, I'd maybe like to tweak the way that they're doing group stage, I think. But I mean, just to start out, I think it would be fantastic if we could just at least get a group stage. And um, that would yeah. have to come with expansion, obviously. So hopefully... That's something we see in the future, maybe a potential preview. Um, but that's about all I had for news here. Um, I'm excited to see that community update tomorrow. That'll be something fun to watch and, and see because they're supposed to reveal like details on the season format. So maybe we see some changes to make the regular season matches a little more exciting because eventually at some point they kind of get a little stale as we see how the standings are shaking out. Yep. Um, with constant online matches. So maybe we see a little change there, but excited to see that. Ready to jump into our second segment that we got? Yes, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So we're doing way too early predictions, calling them way too early predictions because we're still 
a, what a month and a half away like i mentioned december 1st is the kickoff of the uh, online qualifier matches for that first major so we're still um about a month and a half ish away from those mm-hmm. matches a long time so a lot could change we could make predictions here that look horrible because we see scrim results early on and maybe the team that we picked to be the number one team in the regular season standings is trash and scrims um yeah so maybe we we do another episode right before the season where we kind of update our predictions or something and we'll save these but we're gonna start out we're gonna do uh what we predict to be the final regular season standings uh so where we have teams finishing in terms of the regular season points not how we have them shaking out at champs or anything like that um, exactly where we have them in the regular season when it's all said and done, the eight teams qualifying for champs. Then we're going to go to what teams we think are going to win majors, then give out our individual player awards and who wins champs. So yep. we want to start out with our regular season standings and start with both of our bottom teams and we'll just work our way up. Yep. We got 12. 12? We got the London Royal Ravens. Okay. Any reason you want to give for me? You just want to... Fly through the bottom a little more because the bottom's a little more. Let's go through the bottom a little bit more. It's kind of hard, low key. Kind of hard. Yeah, for me, the harder part of it was like that. I don't. I feel like I had a pretty good idea of who I wanted one and two, even three and four. I kind of knew who I wanted, just not what order. I had a really tough time through like five through nine. Yeah, the the middle is actually pretty hard. That's where Um, I had the toughest time because I like like I said to you, I think there are nine teams and we can maybe get to that later that I think have a legit chance to win a major this year. And if I think there's nine teams that can win a major, that that means I think that there's nine teams that could make champs. Uh, Yeah. So for me, I don't have London at 12, though. I have Florida at 12. Okay. I just don't know. They have a lot of question marks, which is scary for me to put them at 12 with Vickle and Brack. It's just major question marks. But at the same time, those question marks could end up being positives for them and they could be really good young players and then all of a sudden florida climbs the way up the standings so i have them at 12 and then i have london at 11 i wonder if you have florida at 11 i have florida at 11 we just flip-flopped <laughs> yeah so we flip-flopped their bottom two i feel like those are pretty self-explanatory unless you have anything else to say on either of those teams or why um, i put florida at 11 because you gotta think major medics not going out last place very that's true why, that's why i put 11 and I kind of had the same thing, but I had my logic on like, I feel like a team with zero and ASIM just are going to make enough smart game winning plays that I feel like they're going to just be able to not be last. <laughs> yeah, that is fair. <laughs> 10. I wonder if we have the same 10 team. I'm assuming we do. I have Vegas 10. I do not have Vegas. Wow. This is, this is a bold one. I got Boston. <laughs> wow. Down at 10. I mean, it's feasible to me. Yeah. I just feel like they just think that think get that much better yeah i mean only a one player swap and they were like the seventh or eighth seed at champs last year so i definitely see where you're coming from there but i have vegas just because i feel like putting them at 10 is already bold enough because we've never seen them finish (laughs) better than last yep (laughs) so having your butt last is bold but i do think with clay with temp um even with a steady sub like tj if he can perform i do think vegas has a chance to be okay and finally dig themselves out of last place. You want to talk about why you've got Boston down this low? I got Boston because, you know, they only made one change. And, you know, watching Vivid last year, you know, he's had his moments. But I just, you know, throughout the whole season, I just don't think it's going to happen with Boston and the team. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna, I feel like it's, it's, like, steady. Like I don't know. I just well, don't feel like they're going to do good. Spoiler alert, I don't have them uh, much higher. 
than you do. So like, I'm not going to say that I'm super high on them, but I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's going to come down to the subs for me on this team. Cause I do feel like methods is always methods. He's pretty steady. And I do think big wake is pretty steady with the stats he puts up and the kills he gets. Uh, we saw Nero really pop off at times. And that's why towards the end of the year, Boston looked like a threat at times was because Nero was really going off. And I think we're going to need to see just consistency from Nero and vivid, which is something they both struggled with in their mm-hmm. careers. And if we see consistency from them, I think they bump up into that top eight. But if we don't see consistency, I think your spot's pretty realistic and they could fall to 10. Yeah. I think they have like a sweet spot in seven through 10. I think they're going to probably be in that range. Yeah, definitely. I don't don't think they're going to get top six at all. I want to hear who you have at nine first, because I'm almost 100% sure that the team I have at nine, you have much higher. I have Vegas at nine. Okay. I have LAG at nine. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I I think LAG is probably going to be the team that's ranked the most different among anybody, not just us, but among almost anybody making predictions because LAG didn't make it to champs last year and they switched one person out. I'm not sold on Spart. He's had an abysmal year in MW when he was in the league. Granted, bad situation, I know. He comes in Uses a gun that gets a GA later, like a random <laughs> weapon, wins a tournament. You know, he wins MVP. I still stand by the fact that I think Asim deserved MVP of that tournament. But, you know, Spark, great story. He wins it. Can't take that away from him. He won an event, something not a lot of people have done. But at the same time, like that one flash in the pan is all he has had for success in the CDL um, and in his pro career. And then we've got RCD's great player, but I don't know how much of an improvement he is over Slasher. To me, they're both very good players. I don't know that one's significantly better. And then Hook has been up and down for the better part of four years now. I mean, yeah. the last time we saw Hook really good, he wasn't even fantastic in BO4. I mean, when was the last time we saw Hook as like an elite player, AW, and then he comes back from being under 18 in World War II? And like since then, he's been good and like very good at times. But like, I don't know, for the better part he's of the last year. He's a streaky years, player. Yeah. Hook streaky. I don't know. Like this team, I see like, yeah, if Hook hits out a good streak and Spark can capture that magic from the major and, you know, Neptune can be the player we think he has a talent to be and RC's leading the troops. I see the path for this team to be really good, but I like, I think that they have to have a lot more go right for them than all the teams I have above them. Yeah, that is fair. That is fair. But I have a feeling you have them like top four. We'll see. Uh, We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> And then you had Vegas at nine. You got anything else? And then we kind of talked about them already. Uh, not really. I'm I'm hoping for a TJ Halley comeback year. I hope so because we've seen him be super talented, and then really kind of seem like he doesn't care at a lot of times too. Yeah, with him, he just like it's about he doesn't care about the practice, but when it comes to you know tournaments, the lands, he's locked in. Then yeah, he just got to be more locked in in practice so he can be better when he's locked in at land. Yeah, yeah, and. At eight, who are you looking at? I got the Valtrios, New York. Okay, I have Boston at eight. Okay. So like we're like overall pretty similar because yeah, New similar. York's coming up. New York's coming up very soon for me, but I have Boston at eight, just a little higher than you do. I think that they were around that six to eight range last year. I think Big Wake makes them better, but I also think a lot of other teams that maybe were worse than them last year or at the same level also got better, and I think they improved more. So I think Boston is going to be... I think the thing that's going to be there for them is I think LAG could have some very low lows, and I think like Vegas, London, Florida, the teams that have below them could have very low lows. 
Uh, but I don't think Boston, and I think those teams could maybe have higher highs, but I just yep. don't think Boston's ever going to be like bad. I think they're always going to be like two and three and three and two in qualifiers and just Consistent. steady placing top six enough that it gets them to champs. Yeah, that's definitely that's what they were last year. They just kind of beat the top teams. Yeah. You got New York. You want to talk about them? Because I feel like that that's a little bit of an upset because I think some people might have them ranked pretty high. Yeah, New York. Where do I start? You know, honestly, for, for them to have a good year, to get above eight, it's on a Jan Priesta. I feel like Priesta is the X factor on this team. So I know yeah. what I'm going to get from Skies. Kismet for the most part, and Paco, Hydra. It's honestly all Priesta. Yeah, you know, and, I, I 100% and, agree. And Val, you know, Val might get in the way for a couple majors. Who knows? <laughs> it might. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. I'll talk about New York just because I have them seven. So for me, New York, I agree. Priest is the X Factor. I think Kismet's a little bit of the X Factor too because some people I think are taking for granted the fact that he's going to be playing really well and we really only have seen him play super well at, I've said it before, BO4 Champs we saw him play mm-hmm. really well and then at the end of last year news picked up. Other than that, like in MW, once again, got to put an asterisk on MW because he had a pretty horrible team around him. So can't maybe fully blame him for not having a lot of success in MW, kind of like Spart. Uh, but I don't know. I, I feel like the talent on this team, if they are locked in and a guy like Priesta maybe can become a good IGL for them or Skies can step up in that department, I feel like I see a way that they could really climb the standings because talent wise, I really do think that they can compete with almost anyone. It's just a lot of. There's a lot more that goes into COD than talent. Yeah. The talent's definitely there for the Steagle. They have they have potential, but I agree with you. That's why I have them at seven. Who you got at seven? At seven, I got Toronto. Okay. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to put them higher, but there's like, <laughs> these other teams I have upcoming. It's like, I don't know if I can put them higher than that. I think the... I don't know. They won't be, I don't think they're going to be bad. It's just out of... I don't I think consistent. I don't think any of the teams that I've said in I don't think any team one through nine is gonna be bad. I think LAG are gonna be I have them nine, I think they're gonna be a really good team. I just think yeah. there's nine really good teams here. It's hard to put these in order. Yeah. Where I think they're gonna finish, yeah. Scrappy's gonna be pretty good though for the yeah. Toronto. Yeah. I mean we're like on a weird wavelength here because I also you're you have everybody one spot lower than me. I have Toronto at six. <laughs> so like we're kinda like following a weird trend where you have everybody one spot lower, but for me, Toronto six, um, they're the team of these. So like below them, obviously I said it, I have NYSL, um, Boston, LAG, Vegas, Ravens, and Florida. To me, Toronto is the start of where I see a new level being hit. I think NYSL is still like, I see the way that they can make a really good run, but I also like think that they're still like a tier below the rest of the teams. Now Toronto is where it hits and I see like, this is where I start to see, I think, them and above could be the teams that I could see finishing number one in the standings. I think Toronto has a chance. That's how highly I think of them. I just think that Insight, as steady as it comes as a main AR and super clutch, uh, and I think Kleenex, superstar potential, Standy will fill his role well, and then Scrappy is replacing that Cami role of being an MVP. I see a way that this team is unbeatable, uh, great search team, and still really good in respawn. So like, mm-hmm. to me, this six spot is where uh, you might have a different line too. You might think it's only four and up, but to me, the sixth spot with Ultra is where I think we start to see teams that I don't know where to put them, and I think any of them could finish one. Yeah, that's like how I'm feeling right now. 
Who you minor, at six? My number six, the Seattle Surge. Okay, this is where we differ. I, I'm gonna you be a little bit till I get to them. Uh, oh, is it? No, <laughs> I had them. I had them higher first, and then I put them down because I I just oh, uh, there's so, too many teams. I don't They're know. They're scary too. Very inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As I said, I'm on Pred and Sip to basically go off for the team. Them mm-hmm. to win. Yeah. Yeah, I do not have them six. Like I mentioned, I have Ultra. I think my five is going to be a little bit of shock. Let's jump right into your five. My five is the LA Gorillas. Oh, I got the other LA team at five. I got the Thieves at Ooh. five. <laughs> Our city's revenge tour. I've been saying it. It's going to happen. I, I think Delaware Del- Del- will figure it out together. More time they have together, I think they'll figure it out. I mean, I don't hate it. Like I said, from nine up, I could see any of them finishing anywhere in the top eight, really. I have Thieves down here because I do think people are uh, taking it a little bit for granted. They did win champs. Obviously, they, they're going to be a heavily touted team coming into this next year. But I do think sometimes fresh blood can really help. Obviously, LA Thieves, I'm not by any means saying they should have made a roster change. They definitely shouldn't. They won champs and went back to back. Got to stick with the roster. But like sometimes fresh blood early in the year can really help teams and they start quicker because there's just a little more passion and they're just a little more excited to play with a new team where thieves, you know, they've played together. They've had a lot of success together now with this team. And I think they're going to be really good again, but I don't know something about maybe it's the new classic human nature, shiny new object. And I'm just like, man, there's some new rosters above them and I like them. And thieves Mm -hmm. are like boring in my mind because they stayed the same. I think thieves are going to be fantastic. I think they're going to be competing at every major, but I just have them falling slightly um i think technically this would be rising though because i don't think that they were like not that high of a seed where they like three or four seed last year and only really because they won that final major they gained a lot of points there but i don't know i have thieves falling a little bit to five i do think they're going to be very good again though yeah one out of four yeah four i have la thieves (laughs) hey i have rocker oh okay okay the thieves uh you know, they got their chip there. I don't think to be as motivated as last year. So that's why I put them at four. Yeah, I agree But they're going to be consistent throughout the year, I think, this year. Not instead of last year. Yeah, I agree with that. I have Minnesota four. I think, to me, this is the one I'm most scared. Th- my three and four are the ones I'm most scared of that I really could see them falling a lot lower because mm-hmm. I think Minnesota is going to be really, really, really good. But I think a learning curve could come with this team. Like I have slight, like the slightest little concern that like maybe Afro um, is not as good right away, like learning to play with some new players and maybe Bance, if Afro struggling, can't pick up the slang. So their sub duo is a little weak at times. Uh, Attach is adjusting to a new role. You know, Cammy and Bance are adjusting to playing to new players uh, for the first time in a while. So like, I could see a learning curve for this team. I still think, regardless, they're going to be a very, very good team. Maybe they just finish lower than four, but I have them at four because I'm going to bet on the fact that their learning curve is going to come a little faster and they're going to be really good. Yeah. Hopefully. You got him. You have Minnesota at three? Yes. I have Minnesota at three. This uh, is where I have Surge. See, I, I was about to put a Surge at three and I flip flopped them basically. Uh, we always had the same thing. Yeah, Rocker. Yeah. I, I, I like Surge at three. I like where you have Rocker as well. Um, like I said, I'm going to bet on the fact that Pred and Sib are going to be as good, if not better this year. And we'll maybe talk about that a little more later. But I'm going to bet 
that those two are going to be as good, if not better. And I'm going to say Mac is going to be a little more consistent this year, and we'll see accuracy step up to also be a little more consistent. Really, all you need out of those two is consistency to know what they're going to get, and then they've been proud of the rest. So I think I have them at three, but they do scare me because consistency is a big thing with them. They're very inconsistent last year. Yeah. At least we know accuracy will when you them search and destroys, that's for sure. Maybe no one is once. Responds. Yeah, yeah, he'll definitely he'll defuse a bomb on you and it'll be one. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of winning ones, you got attached in Minnesota at three. Any reason that you have them as high as you do? Because I think some people have them lower. I feel like some people aren't ready to put them as high as we both are. I'm at three because I think attached he's gonna be he'll he'll be fine. Afro and Bands, I think they'll be fine. And then Cammy, he's going to come on to like he was in Black Ops, Cold War, new level. Yeah. I kind of forgot to mention that with my rocker take at four, a similar spot. But I think it's all going to come down to if Cammy is an MVP form. By me putting them at four, and I'm assuming you putting them at three, we're kind of betting on the fact that he will hit that MVP form again. Yeah. If he doesn't, I, though, I think they fall more into the six to eight range. Yeah, I definitely think he will, though. Yeah. So after last year. I don't think he lost anything. I think maybe it just wasn't as good of a team situation. They just simply weren't as good because Cold War was such a teamwork-oriented game, and they were mm-hmm. the best at that in Vanguard. You know, okay, hardpoint teamwork's kind of thrown out the window. Yeah, you just go fine, run, kill people, and don't need to rotate because you probably spot behind them anyways. Yeah. yeah. You get the same <laughs> top two, though? Uh, I hope so. What do you have at two? I have Optic. Okay, I have Optic as well, and then I have Phase 1. Yes, I am. Same. I I mean, I think I probably speak for us both when I say I think Optic could finish higher than FaZe, but I feel like they're going to have more ups and downs. Like I could see Optic winning a major, winning a second major, and then finishing sixth or something and having more ups and downs. I think FaZe will probably win a major or multiple majors and probably never finish lower than like top three. Like, yeah. I feel like FaZe is just going to be a little more consistent, which will lead to a little more CDL points. They'll finish one and Optic will finish two. But I, I feel pretty good about saying these will be our one and two teams. Yeah, I do too, honestly. Just, you know, 3-3-8 three, three, then kind of differs. Yeah, and they, they were our 1-2 and two last year by a pretty wide margin. Yeah, they were. So I don't I don't think anything changes there, but we had overall pretty similar lists. I mean, LAG was our big difference, and then yep. a couple teams were swapped here and there, but really, honestly, pretty close. Yeah, it was really close. All right, you want to do our regular season awards? You got anything more to say on that? Um, No, we can go to the regular season awards. All right, let's start with our most improved player. My most improved player has to be Priesta if New York wants any success. Okay. I feel like that's a good candidate. Obviously, he hasn't been himself really for the past couple of years. Yeah, since like Black Ops 4. Honestly, really, in this, I was about to say that. You, you said what I was going to say. Honestly... CDL era Priesta. I feel like people that are new COD fans and are CDL era on, so MW on, probably don't get why Priest is still on a roster. That is true. They probably think he's not very good and ask why he's still on the team. But before that, he was very good. <laughs> yeah, his history pre... I mean, he really kind of burst onto the scene with that Panda Gaming squad in BO3 and then IW. He's with Aches on Cloud9 and then has a really good World War II year. With FaZe wins an event, beating Optic in that crazy, one of the best grand finals ever. And then, obviously, BO4 was really, really his breakout, winning multiple events with Thieves when he gets picked yep. up there. So, like, he, I mean, just with those, he's like a five-time major winner pre-CDL era, four or five-time, wins a bunch 
um, with FaZe in that first year, but also gets a lot of second places. And he was kind of one of the the weak points of that team, maybe. Uh, and then from there on out, he's had two kind of struggle years besides maybe the bright spot at the end of Cold War with Minnesota. So, like, I mean... Yeah, when, they, when they came back. <laughs> yeah, like, people that are just CDL era fans probably don't think he's that good. But I think it's a good pick because, obviously, like, we know the talent's there. It's just maybe he hasn't been in the right situation. He's got some talent around him this year. Yeah. It'd be fun to see if he can do it, actually, though. My most improved player is somebody that you really like. I have Cammy. Oh, that, that's a good one. That's because a great one. We talked about it before. I legitimately think Cammy has a chance to win the MVP this year. And I think if he's even in the conversation or finishes uh, at the top of that list, like if he's in that, like they usually do like three to five finalists. If he ends up as one of the finalists, I think that that pretty much warrants him winning most improved because last year he was like considered a good player. And in the beginning of the year, he was obviously considered a bottom tier flex for a little bit there because he was mm-hmm. struggling a little bit. And I mean, if he ends up even in the MVP conversation, then I would consider him most improved. Obviously, we're not actually going to be able to see who they vote as most improved because it's not a, a real um, award. But like, I don't know if you have any, a couple other candidates I thought of. I was trying to think of people who had like poor years. I would say like Clay would be an obvious candidate. Um, EJ? EJ would be a candidate. I would say Major Maniac on Florida yeah. would be a candidate. I think really Neptune is a good one if he has a good year. Uh, I feel like Hook is kind of tough. Hook and Sparta are kind of tough because they did win a major. Yeah. Um, um, somebody on, maybe vivid on Boston. Uh, yeah. Up and down here. Um, yeah, I don't really know who else. Like Toronto, the players are pretty good. Thieves, obviously one. You said anybody accuracy, else? Maybe, accuracy, maybe. Yeah, accuracy could be because he was. I mean, some people were calling for him to be dropped. You could maybe say like I one I didn't even think of like to take the sports angle at it. Illy coming off an injury. That's usually what it is in sports. Oh, yeah. If somebody's injured, they wouldn't come back. Like. Illy comes back and pops off this year. You could consider him come back since he's coming off a, a thumb injury. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. But um, we'll have to see. Well, I think. I mean, do you have anybody else? I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe a scene, but he won a tournament last year. Yeah. But he did get dropped. So Yeah, it's it's tough for people that I feel. I agree. I definitely see the argument for him, but it is tough to be like, this guy wins most improved, even though he won a major last year. Yeah. It is tough. <laughs> He played really well in it, so it's like can't really include him. Yeah, but I think that's a good list, and we'll have to maybe we'll revisit this at the end of the year, and we'll be like, did this guy? Because I mean, we'll know if our guy even had like a chance. Yeah, to win most improved by the end, like, we'll know if like if they're up there. All right, rookie of the year. This one, like we just wrote it down, like in planning this episode out and what we wanted to talk about, and like I didn't even think about it because like last year there was at least like five candidates, you know, there's candidates, but there were like no candidates this year. Yeah, they're, really, there's like none besides two or three. Like, if I look at my standings here just to run through it, none on phase, none on optic, none on surge, none on Minnesota, none on thieves, scrappy on Toronto, um, nobody on New York, nobody on Boston, nobody on LAG, kind of maybe prolude on Vegas, but not really since he did play a decent amount of matches last year. Yeah, Nobody on Ravens and then Vickle, and we were like, asterisks on Brack because he's technically like a CDL rookie, but he was on Toronto Ultra and MW, just never played a match. And he did play in the CWL. So like yeah. kind of a question mark on his name. I'm gonna throw him in there because otherwise it only is Scrappy and Vickle. Yeah. He's like on the fence, but personally I wouldn't put Brack in there, but we can. Yeah. So like if we're not putting Brack, that leaves us with Scrappy and Vickle. And we were all also a caveat on this, we're not 
allowing each other to pick anybody that's not in the league. Because yep. like chances are Scrappy and Vickle's biggest competition, considering there's nobody else in the league, there's probably at least five new players that are going to get picked up this year at some point. So like those guys will become the competition for Rookie of the Year. But we're saying that we can't pick anybody that's not in the league. Maybe we can like revise it during the middle of the year if somebody gets picked up and be like, that guy's going to win Rookie of the Year. But like we're just basically between Scrappy, Vickle, and Brack. Yeah. And I pick Scrappy because I think he'll be in Fickle. <laughs> yeah, and I think team success is going to play into a lot. I think Florida's going to be pretty bad, and I think Toronto's going to be pretty good. So that's probably going to factor into how those players are playing and yeah. how they're perceived. And I mean, it'd be tough for Scrappy not to win it because of how much hype he has. Like I said, the only way I see Scrappy not winning Rookie of the Year is if somehow Florida shocks us all and they're actually really good and it's like behind Vickle, then maybe... And the other way is obviously if a new player gets picked up and maybe Scrappy is having a good year, but not great because I feel like his expectations are set so high that if he's only like a good player, uh, people are going to be like, eh, he's really not as good as I thought he was going to be. And they'll be willing to give the rookie of the year to somebody else because Scrappy's expectations are set sky high. Yeah. But hope, like, hope I think it's... some people might say he could be an MVP candidate. That's how high they feel on him. Yeah, definitely. I think I think he could. Yeah. Talks about the trash too. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. I'm I'm excited to see him at his first land on a pro team and see if he's screaming like he did in Challengers. I hope, I hope so. he does because yeah, that'll that'll bring an entertainment value. Yeah, I think that's like what he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, MVP. You ready to jump in MVP? Oh, last year, uh, I think like MVP. I picked a random player last year. I think I picked Hydra. I want to say that Kyle Pixelium. Actually, I think he got it right. Oh, really? Um, I, I'm pretty sure he picked one of the phase boys and I don't think it was simp because it would have been going back to back I think he picked Selium. we'd have to go back and look but I'm pretty sure he did Um, I had Hydra I'm like 100% sure I picked Hydra and you know maybe if his team was a little better to start the year he would have had a chance because he was pretty good all year Yeah. He's who you got for MVP you want to go first you oh, want me to say mine I'll go first All right. MVP RCDs Wow! Revenge tour. Uh, I just some some about it. I have a feeling he's gonna go off this season, the whole season too. Wow, that is that's a bold one. It is. He's I an MVP caliber player at times, but that's bold. Yeah, I think he was just held back a little bit by the Phase Boys because they were so good. So he just did whatever you know the dirty work basically for them. I, this year I is different. I think the only tough thing I see with that is I think it is tougher main AR. Yeah, to get it just because they're not going to put up the flat like they might have a good KD, but they're not going to put up the flashy plays as much like popping three pieces and running around and stuff. So like, I feel like that's what a lot of people remember more. I don't mind the pick, though, because I I do see the storyline for it, which is a big deal when it comes to MVP. Like if LAG does as well as you believe they're going to do, I have them. Obviously, this is going to be a storyline of the podcast all year because I'm (laughs) like the lowest you can get on LAG and you're like the highest. Yeah, I have a Um, lot of faith in them, (laughs) but I don't. I definitely see the path. He has a storyline, like you said, getting dropped from a dynasty roster. Like he is kind of the one that goes to the wolves and, you know, has a comeback. Mm-hmm. I feel like I went a little more traditional, a player that a lot of people are picking. I was kind of thinking, like, I know I wanted to go Cammy. He was up there in my mind. I thought maybe going the route of Dashy, getting his revenge. He finished second last year was a possibility because we know he'll have good stats. Phase is almost like has to be a easier slasher because I don't think Selium and or Simp are going to win again. I think it's it's tough. They probably yeah. don't want the same player to win twice. It'll be different. I settled sure. on Pred. Oh, that is that that is a good one. He won Rookie of the Year last year. Uh, down, I would say 
down the stretch from major three on, he was probably no, you can't even make an argument for anybody else. He was the best sub mm-hmm. in the game from major three on and was like, I mean, he had like number one in every stat category for subs, not even just rookies, like all subs, like the dude's incredible. Um, and I think Serge are going to be really good this year. So I think obviously that plays a factor. Like the team has to be probably top four in order for a player to win MVP. Yeah. And I think they're going to be up there. Um, you want to say some honorable mentions that you have? Because obviously, like, it's tough to just pick one player a month and a half ahead of the season. I, w- I will say, yeah, honorable mention. You had Pred. I was about to put, like, Sib down there instead of RC. Yeah, he could be too. <laughs> uh, Sib. Um, no, that's guys. That's guys. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, Potentially, oh, I was I, I was about I was about to put a scump maybe, but I don't think he'll do it. A storyline would be there like if he starts popping off. Like, yeah, it's scump, but it'd be like wow, older the oldest sub in the league. You know, he could a... he could definitely I feel like since not as much slide canceling this year. Yeah, there's a, there's a story for it. And you see what he did on Black Ops Two without the slide. Yeah, yeah. I. But, when I think of honorable mentions, I don't know. I go through. I don't. I think it's gonna be tough for Selium to win, even though I think he probably will be the best player in the game again this year. <laughs> um, but like in any sport, too, MVP doesn't necessarily mean best player. Um, Selium has a loaded team, and I, I think it's almost impossible for somebody to win back to back, just like it is in sports. Although, I mean, we are in an era of back to back. Giannis went back to back, followed by Jokic going back to back, and then Rogers going back to back in football. So, yeah, we are kind of in an era of people going back to back, but it's not normally common. It's really hard to get voted twice because voter fatigue people usually just don't want to have the same yep. person winning all the time so i, I doubt Selium wins twice um i doubt simp wins again this close i even doubt shotzi wins against those those are the three mvps in cdl history shotzi mw mm-hmm. uh simp cold war and Selium vanguard when i go through i like dashy as kind of one of my honorable mentions i also like sib like you said i like cammy um i even kind of like a sneaky afro pick on rocker Ooh. yeah and, Everybody knows I'm an Afro stan. Um, yeah. I think somebody on Thieves has got to be an honorable mention. Draza, Kenny. Ninth, yeah. Actually, I'm going to go Envoy. Envoy is an honorable mention out of them. Yeah. And this is maybe something we'll do. Maybe we'll save more honorable mentions. Maybe one of the other episodes we'll do is like uh, who we think the MVP yeah. um, of each team will be or something. But, I mean, we have plenty of players that I believe out there could win. Uh, I, I got one more. I got one more. Donnie okay. Temp. Yeah, if, if Vegas starts to pop off and I mean, for Vegas, we said they might have to be a top four team for Vegas. If they qualify for playoffs, they might have an MVP. Candidate. <laughs> they might. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be their first time even coming close. Yeah. All right. You want to jump into what teams we believe are going to win majors? Uh, yes. So for this one, we're not necessarily predicting like who will win major one, major two, major three, major four, major five, like in that order. We're just going to go over which teams we think will win majors. So we could have one team. Maybe Brock thinks that Vegas are going to win all five majors. Like we could have one team. We could have two, three, four, up to five teams. Um, last year, I kind of famously predicted on the podcast that uh, not a single team was going to repeat on majors. And that actually happened. And I don't know if I'll be able to make a bull prediction that that crazy again, but bull predictions we will be coming up with a new episode here, probably in the coming weeks with bull predictions for the year. But just going to list off which teams you think are going to win a major. You want me to go first this time? Uh, sure. I picked four teams. 
I wanted to pick five because, like I said, I believe nine teams could win a major this year. Like I have on my list, I have NYSL, Boston, and LAG as long shots mm-hmm. to win majors, and then I have Phase uh, Optics, Surge, Rocker, Thieves, and Ultra. The teams I had in the top six is like the teams that I I strongly think could win a major, and then those other three NYSL, Boston, LAG are my long shot teams. Yeah, I went with Phase optic probably like everybody will minnesota and seattle to win and i was like the fifth team i was gonna put i was on the verge i want to put up so bad uh was ultra i was so close but i'm like i don't think i can say five teams are gonna win a major again like a different team every time so i mm-hmm. didn't put ultra but like they were on the cusp thieves were kind of my sixth team i'm gonna be honest i don't know that they're gonna win a major this year yeah, same here, honestly. That's what I'm thinking. I, I had four teams as well. <laughs> okay. I think FaZe are going to win two. Yeah. Whatever the time it is. I've Surge, Rocker, and LAG. Okay. Say that one more time. FaZe. FaZe, Surge, Rocker, and LAG. Okay, so you don't have Optic winning when I thought... I thought you would since you had them too. Um, we're saving that. Okay. <laughs> I I like it. I you know I'm shaky on LAG. Yeah, we differ about that, but but I also have them in my tier of teams that I see as dark horses to win an event. So I don't think it's wild. Mm-hmm. You have any teams that you were like very close to putting that you left out, like Ultra for me? I wanted to put Thieves really bad, but okay, I just I just I don't think it's gonna happen this year. Like Toronto, kind of of this year. It's not gonna. Win. They'll get close, but not win one. Just a a steady, solid team, but not. Yeah, to like that top level. Um, yeah. maybe Vegas. You know, <laughs> if they Dark win Horse. one, that event will be electric. Dark Horse with Clay and the crew. Danny They'll Kemp. probably win the event that we end up going to because we like attract upsets. When I mean, we saw we were at the major where a substitute won it all. <laughs> So we attract the upset. So maybe we need to go for Vegas to win. Yeah, we, we did go to Minnesota and I watched Dave Patty be the opt killer. That yeah, event. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> Dave. And then yeah. now he's on the bench. Uh, for now. For now. Yeah, for now. But if he gets benched or if he gets uh, into the starting lineup, that means your boy Major has to be benched. So they're one of the double AR setup. <sighs> All right. You want to <laughs> move on to our chance yeah. prediction? Yeah. Uh, yep. the final thing we got to talk about. You want to go first to this one? Yeah, I'll go first. Champs. I really believe Optic will do it this year. Thanks, Skump gets a second ring. I think I think Skim, oh, not Skim, Skump <laughs> is gonna win champs and right off into the sunset. After this year, it's gonna happen. Hmm. I don't hate it. Uh, I actually have Phase, and then I put a caveat because I know I'm gonna get roasted and say that's a cop out answer because Phase is really a cop out answer. I mean, they're the best team, and I actually put like. If I have to pick a team that's not phase, I'm picking Optic. Yeah. Um, that that's interesting. I, I I mean, I think Optic's a very realistic pick. I do think it's interesting that you didn't have them winning a major and then you have them uh, winning Wait, it all. Because like historically, what we see a lot of times is there is a pretty big correlation between the team that wins the final major before champs, even pre-CDL era. Like whoever wins that final major before champs, a lot of times like at least makes a run to top three. Mm-hmm. Like whoever you have winning the last major is probably going to make top three, if not finals. That usually almost always happens. Um, that'd be interesting, though. We, we'd have a an interesting discussion to have regarding all timeless because that would put Scump with two rings, 
potentially maybe the goat. Um, if he if he had two rings, that th- has to thrust Shotzi and Illy into some form of conversation towards the top because they would also have two rings each. Yeah. And that would have to thrust Dashy up there because he's known as one of the most talented players. He just doesn't have a ring. That would have to thrust him into that conversation too. Mm-hmm. Like there'd be some big conversations to have on the all time list if they win one. And obviously with FaZe, that would put uh Simp and a BZ tied for the most rings of all time. Would put Selium at two, would put Slasher at two. We'd really have to adjust some lists if you these teams. <laughs> yeah, it would be a crazy list if that happens. I mean, Simp would have so many less champs than Krim, but Man, the dominance. I mean, if, if they even make it to finals, that would be, what, five straight uh, champs finals for Simp and Uh Yes. Yeah, BO4 yep. and then every single CDL. Yep. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's absurd, just how they're in it every year. I feel like we kind of have started... We've, it's kind of to the point of the LeBron making the finals thing, how everybody just kind of brushed over that he had made it eight straight years. Mm-hmm. Kind of brushed yeah. over how hard that was. Like... Simp and Ibiza have made it to the finals in every champs they played. That just... It's like stupid to think about. Four in a row, that's stupid to think about how insane that is. And people just kind of like brush over it because it's like, yeah, they, they made the finals again. Like, whatever. They didn't yeah. win. Who cares? Because they're, what, two and two now in the finals? Mm-hmm. Like, they're so used to it. It's like so common for them to think yeah. that. And they're going to get roasted the second they don't make it because they have a good team. And it's like, they didn't get any praise when they were actually good. Yeah. And we're making it. Interesting. You've got Optic. I've got Phase. I think probably the most common picks. You have like, how about we each pick a dark horse or champs team to win champs that's not Phase or Optic? Ooh. Seattle Surge. I was going to say Surge, so I'll go different than you. I'll say Ultra. Ooh, say Ultra, kind of a dark horse team for me. I'll, I'll sound like aches a little bit here, but. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, I think Ultra is one of those few teams out there that has two people that I can see being MVP candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a, a theme with a lot of our top teams. I think like FaZe obviously have probably four MVP candidates, three MVP candidates, Optic, you know, Shotzi and Dashi. I mean, Surge, Sib and Pred, Ultra, maybe Kleenex and Scrappy. Like it's kind of a common theme, but I mean, yeah. I'm really excited to just see how this all shakes out. I mean, we could be very accurate or we could be so far off and we got florida vegas and leg <laughs> winning events or something now that, that would be something but, i think it's gonna be a good year of parody though it. yes all right i've got not much else that we want to talk about this week i mean we have some potentially new things coming within the few uh next few weeks here we maybe want to do closer to the season like a player tier list where we have players ranked heading into the new game, um, like probably mm-hmm. uh, S through a D tier. Probably going to do like a bold prediction episode like we did last offseason where we talk about um, some crazy, like like absolutely bold predictions, wild ones that like you would not think are normal take. Like they're, they're going to be way out there um, to see if we can hit on any of those. And then maybe we'll do something as like a couple throwback episodes to start the year. Maybe we'll do like our all time list where we stand uh, heading into the season or something like that, but you got anything else before I wrap it up? No, not really. Besides, just you know, just waiting for the new Call of Duty to come out in the next couple of weeks and then get the season started. Yeah, I'm super excited to play the new COD next week, but that is going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Tell us what your standings are going to be for next season. Tell us who you got winning majors. Tell us 
you've got winning champs who you have winning MVP, rookie of the year, all that stuff. I'd like to see some different predictions down in the comments. I'm waiting for somebody to get down there, some London stand to get down there and tell me <laughs> that Afro winning uh, MVP, or maybe we got an actual Royal Raven stand that's going to tell me that zero or nasty are winning MVP. Let's see something like that down in the comments. But like I said, you guys enjoyed. Be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. The support in the last pod was crazy. So hopefully we can hit something like that again. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five star review on there. That's going to do for this one. And we will see you next week with another episode. Thanks for watching.